So uh, a few months ago, I caught up with an old friend on the phone. The two of us are just about the same age, and we went to seminary together. We both graduated and got ordained in the same year. We both have kids, though his children are a bit younger. He is the rector of a parish, and so am I. And of course, that means he knows many of the same joys and, and things to celebrate as I know and is wrestling with many of the same challenges that I am wrestling with. And so when we spoke, we talked about trying to figure out leading a church in the midst of the pandemic. We talked about Zoom and YouTube and virtual liturgy. We talked about providing pastoral care and virtual vestry meetings and diocesan issues. We talked about our kids and the challenges they are facing in the midst of this very, very difficult year. Though we are both very different people, we knew that each of us was, we knew what each of us was facing because we were going through it ourselves. Despite our differences, we had so many shared experiences. We knew what each of us was facing because we were facing similar issues ourselves. And what's more, even though we hadn't talked for a long while now, when we talked on the phone, even with all the things that were new and that had changed, we picked right up where we left off. We slipped right back into old habits of speaking and communicating. We shared old jokes and could point to shared memories without going into the whole backstory. All in all, it was just so good to catch up, especially amidst the challenges of this last year. And when I got off the phone, I was struck by the peculiar feeling that I couldn't quite put my finger on. It was a feeling of being struck by the reality of knowing someone and, and being known, of being connected, of, of being together, even though we were far apart even though we had both changed and grown, and even though we weren't exactly the same people we were when we first met. I guess I was just being struck by the reality of having an old friend. And with this peculiar feeling came a sense of gratitude for the profound gift of that, the gift of, of having an old friend. Friends, friends are one of the marks of a good life, a life well lived will include friendship. And while we might trivialize friendship sometimes in this culture with our hundreds or, or thousands of Facebook friends, true friendships are one of the most important things we can cultivate. And so how remarkable is it that Jesus calls his disciples friends this morning. Jesus says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I heard from my father. And this is remarkable because friendship necessarily involves mutuality. Friendship involves give and take. 
It means being vulnerable with one another. Friendship means trust and respect and intimacy. It means love and care and regard. Jesus does not call his disciples servants any longer. He calls them friends and invites them to live as his friends, to be his friends, just as he is their friend. And how are the disciples to live as Jesus's friends? Well, Jesus says to his friends, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. Jesus says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Jesus says, I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. And last week, in the first letter of John, we heard a variant of all this. In that letter, John writes, Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. To live as a friend of Jesus means that we are to love. Love him, love God, love one another, love ourselves. The danger is to think that this love is somehow fluffy or saccharine. The love that Jesus is talking about, however, is not sentimental. It is more than just a feeling. The sort of love that Jesus is talking about is costly love. Jesus says, no one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. This is a sort of love that leaves one exposed and vulnerable. It's a sort of love that might cost one possessions and reputation. This is a sort of love that might even get one killed. It is a love that affirms the dignity of every human being, a love that will risk loving enemies even, a love that will be revealed as we work for justice and peace in the world. And yet, we are told that we can risk loving in this way because of who we are told God is and who we are told Jesus is in relation to God. You see, if God is love, then what Jesus reveals as he points to his relationship with God and to his relationship with those he calls his friends and his relationship even to all of creation and to the world is an eternal dynamic encompassing all that is. To say that God is love means that when Jesus speaks of love, Jesus is naming love as the wellspring of all creation. Jesus is naming love as the very ground we walk on. The love that Jesus is speaking of sits at the very center and core of reality. God's love is the source of all that is. This love, therefore, is ultimate, and sin and estrangement are not. This love is ultimate, and death is not. This love is ultimate, and therefore all of the horrors of this world are not. 
And since this is the case, since this love triumphs, then the invitation is to get on board and to share in the love. Since God's love is the source of all that is, the invitation is to live as Jesus's friends by loving. That is by loving God and loving one's neighbor as oneself. In Jesus, God comes to us as a friend and bids us to live into that friendship. In Jesus, God is with us and for us. In Jesus, God knows our heartache and our woe, knows our joys and our triumphs. In Jesus, God walks with us and shares our lives, shares our deaths, and in Christ will raise us to new life, resurrected life. God is our friend, and God, our friend, knows us more deeply than we can know ourselves and loves us more than we can begin to imagine. God is our friend and bids us to enter more and more into that friendship by love. For indeed, we have a friend in God and God loves us. And therefore, we should be a friend to God in turn and love, love God, love our neighbor, and love ourselves. Amen.